Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today is June 21st, 2023. On this week's episode, I'm talking to Rose Byrne. The actor is getting ready to say goodbye to physical with the upcoming third and final season of the Apple TV Plus series. She stars on the show as Sheila Rubin, a celebrity aerobics instructor in the 1980s who must balance her career while secretly suffering from an eating disorder and trying to salvage her marriage. I'll be right back with Byrne. But first, let's take a look at this week's Just for Variety column. Eva Longoria would love to go back to Wisteria Lane. The actor and flaming Hot director tells me she's open to a desperate Housewives reunion. I'd be the first one to sign up, let me tell ya, Longoria says. I'd probably be the only one to sign up, but I miss Gabby. Desperate Housewives ran for eight seasons before ending in 2012. Longoria reunited with Jesse Metcalf, who played her teenage lover on the primetime soap, at the Los Angeles premiere of Flamin' Hot. If the show gets a reboot, Longoria says she and Housewives creator Mark Cherry have agreed she'll direct the pilot. Longoria directed the season two premiere of Devious Maids, the Lifetime series the two executive produced. Check out more of my Just for Variety stories and exclusive news at Variety.com. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to Rose Byrne, who stars as Sheila Rubin, a celebrity aerobics instructor in the 1980s on Apple TV Plus's Physical. The series will end with its upcoming third and final season. I caught up with Byrne from her New York City area home, which she shares with her husband, actor Bobby Cannavale, and their two young sons. Um. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. Yeah, I've just been doing a little press today. Um, and that's been been nice. I did the view. <laughs> oh, yeah. How is that? Oh, that's fun. fun. I haven't done that for years. Um, for a long time. I've been doing that for 26 seasons. Are yeah. you done with spandex and hairspray? Have you had enough? It's all very bittersweet. I, I, I'm so honored we got the three chapters in for Sheila Rubin. She's really, truly been such a force of nature. And the show as a whole, I've just treasured doing it. It's been such a richly fulfilling creative experience. And I adore Annie Wiseman. I, I could gush and gush and gush all day. Gosh, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, mm. 
did you know three seasons would be it? Or was that decided as you were sort of going along? Kind of as we went, it was like, you never know, right? You're not sure what right. the, what, how it's going to shake out, but I feel really proud that we did three. And I think it's a, it's a show that is um, really unusual. It's a show that wouldn't have been made, you know, five or 10 years ago, probably. Right. The benefit of these, you know, of, a, of these platforms and having more women at the helm and women being allowed to like make their shows that they wrote, you know, that one show they had in the top drawer that was their passion project. And finally they're able to do it because yes. there's more female executives and there's more people at the helm who are like green lighting, female written, female led dramas and female, female the show is run by um, female showrunners. So I feel like we were so lucky you know, having started in something like Damages, which was also groundbreaking in its own way, but was very right. much run by, um, by you know, not by any women, to then having this last experience of doing physical, which was really, for me as an art, uh, artistic, it was such a creative kind of full circle. What do you, what do you like most about Sheila? <laughs> oh, <The> hair. <laughs> Um, well, I've never seen anything depicted like this personally in terms of a, of an illness like this on screen, you know, and I really, Annie Wiseman was always at my touchstone for that. And, to, uh, it's a tricky, it's a fine needle to thread, you know, when you're depicting something, this, um, dark and extreme and behaviors like this, you have to do it in a way that is, um, it's a delicate balance and she was always like this is how I would have would want to see it and she's a friend in recovery and I had a lot of friends in recovery who reached out and how much they yeah. related to this narrative of her particularly her inner monologue which was always um which I don't know why but it did take me by surprise I was like yeah it, it, it's a universal feeling that a lot of people go through you know mm. what kind of research went when you were preparing do you talk to people in recovery? Do you sort of go on your own journey to try to figure it out? You obviously don't, you don't want to just be an impersonation of someone. You don't want to be a caricature. How do you find that balance of bringing the reality to it, but not, um, you know, a, a, but not doing the service where you fall into, you know, awful cliches and tropes? Yeah, it's challenging. I, I did, I did a lot of research. I spoke to people in recovery. I spoke to a wonderful young woman who worked in a ED recovery center who was mm. every day with people in recovery and all of the behaviors. Um, Annie Wiseman obviously was my biggest touchstone. I mean, there's so, there's a lot of literature. Uh, and what was really key to the, to it too, was the fact that it was in 1981, not in 2012. It's right. a very different time. It's a very different time, very different time. It doesn't feel that long ago, but it really was a long time ago. And yeah, you know, we're sort of reverse engineering to where we are now. And there's, you know, many, I mean, many, many more places for recovery and also many more wellness outlets for that matter. Like this is also a meditation on like the wellness business and how that, you know, started. Um, mm through a lot of women at that time, you know, finding their financial independence and economic like uh, security through, through this, through this outlet. And Sheila very much falls into that category. What do you dislike most about Sheila? <laughs> <laughs> the leotards. <laughs> the oh my God, they got pretty uncomfortable after a while. <laughs> no, I, uh, 
I honestly, it was such a creatively fulfilling job. And the, what what what's always nerve wracking is like, what am I gonna? How am I not gonna fuck this up? That's the biggest fear. Is you're like, how the hell am I not gonna screw this up? How am I gonna? I just hope I don't screw this up too much. <laughs> do you, <laughs> does Ro- right. Listen, mm-hmm. you look at you look at your career. Do you have that insecurity going into every job? Like, I'm gonna fuck this up. How do I not fuck this up? I know we like to talk about imposter syndrome. 100%. I do. I don't think actors, actors are so insecure. Mm-hmm. So, you've interviewed enough actors, bloody actors. <laughs> you know, even if they have a bravado, it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's such a fragile business. It's a rare business that the more you do, doesn't really amount, necessarily amount to a longevity. It can all be, uh, it, it's very, it's very mercurial and um, you always have to enjoy what you're doing because you you don't, you know, you just have to enjoy the experience as much as you can or, or creatively, you know, enjoy parts of it as much as you can because it, 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 the result of it is just so out of your control and to make, you know, be feel, feel confident to make choices. That's, that's a very, that's most, one of the more empowering things we have as actors. But even when you're starting out, you don't really, that's really hard to give yourself that. You know, how did you soothe those insecurities or still soothe those insecurities? Not letting, you know, I I was talking, literally, I was just talking to a friend last night and it was after a red carpet. And as you know, I do a lot of red carpets. And I said, you know, every red carpet I go to, I'm convinced no one's going to talk to me. (laughs) Every carpet. And he said to me, he goes, even now? And I said, yeah. I said, I think, you know, part part of what fuels me is that insecurity. Mm -hmm. But it's finding that balance because then that insecurity could also be completely paralyzing. (laughs) Yes. It's a fine, fine balancing act. I get it. I get it. And I, 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 you know, I think without the nerves, is it really happening? I don't know. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's you know, I think the nerves are it, it, the adrenaline of the the adrenaline of the job is the is the is the blessing and the curse. So I, mm. I definitely still still have that or suffer from that. <laughs> <laughs> was there ever a job? And hopefully you'll disclose. Was there ever a job where you were like? I nailed that. That was so good. And then the reviews came in. (laughs) You know what? I got a little too secure about that. (laughs) I'm sure there has been. I'm sure I've had my moments, but I've buried it deep inside, um, deep inside my soul. No, I'm generally full on the, you know, Bobby always says to me, you have the worst kind of radar for anything that you do. (laughs) Cause I, I'm, I'm generally very, I just think I've screwed it up every single time, basically. Yeah. You know, I, I know it sounds silly, but it's like I'm sitting here talking to Rose Byrne. I'm like, she really thinks she screws it up all the time? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Kidding? I'm like, oh, how am I going to fuck this thing up? So it's, it's very boring to talk about. <laughs> it's, it's not. I hear an actress lamenting her paranoia to you. But, but it's. It's so universal, whether you're an actor, a journalist, an accountant, a salesperson, a taxi driver, everyone, I think for the most part, has that. It's it's so part of the human condition. I know, it must be some survival method, right, to keep the species going. (laughs) So what keeps Sheila going? 
talk about, you know, a woman, a complicated woman who has insecurities, but securities and is fierce and determined. Mm-hmm. What, what is it? What's her, what's her motivation? Well, I mean, it's a, it, it was an ever evolving experience playing that character um, because it was someone coming out of such a disordered way of life with her illness and mm. to also be trying this, um, but also having this burning ambition behind this sort of shield and her isolation with the illness. And then, uh, so it was a very, it, it, she's a, she's a polarizing figure in many ways, but I, um, and Annie Wiseman just always kept me, Rose, the actress on my toes, because there was so many pivots and changes and turns and, and many different reflections for Sheila, whether it was my scenes with John Breen played by Paul Sparks or the scenes with Danny Rubin played by um, Maurice Scovel or with Greta, her like one friend who she's finally like <laughs> with and like opens up to. So um, it was ever changing and ever evolving. And um, that's why it was such a rich, rich kind of a, a rich stage for a lot of story and a lot of um, a lot of fun. And season three, I'm not going to say you go head to head with Zoe Deschanel. You go hair, <laughs> you go hair to hair with Zoe. I just talked to her the other night. She was you telling did? me about, yeah, she was telling me about her two big blonde wigs. <laughs> she's extraordinary. We had such fun, and she's she's one of those, you know, as we know, she's a multifaceted performer. She can sing, yeah. <laughs> play instruments. She can, uh, uh, you know, she can dance. She can bake. She's a She's an all-rounder, an all overachiever, all-rounder, and I feel like the show really taps into that kind of that 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 halo she has, that halo kind of effect of being really like a multifaceted performer, which I do not have. That. <laughs> and she's just um, so hello. Really you funny. sing, you dance, you act. I don't know about your baking skills. I know she she's um and she's just so effortlessly funny, Zoe. You know her, and mm-hmm. she totally just got the show straight away because it's um it's you know a show it's it's hard to come into a show and it's in season three and it's things have been running a certain way and um the tone of any any show like that it's like it's challenging and she was uh she was very game and very funny so how many wigs did you have I had had several (laughs) my wig is a half wig this is my hair yeah and then they big cascading (laughs) Sheila on the back but we I loved it my wig um my my wig designer, my, the hair designer on the film, Audrey Stern, is an incredibly gifted, uh, you know, artist, and she was meticulous with this with her. She just was always prepping the wig. It was like a work of art, um, and the lighting would revolve around the hair in a way. <laughs> so she was was a, very much a, a character in the show. What was it like when? I imagine, you know, it's like any wardrobe or any costume. Obviously, the hair becomes almost its own character for a show yes. like this. Yes. You you put that piece on. Is it sort of like, I'm Sheila? <laughs> uh, I adore the costume and makeup and hair uh, process. It's so creative and so fun and such a language and dialogue you have with all the heads of the department. And it is a, absolutely a moment where everyone is like, right and it, it kind of lines up and you know our show our special effects on on physical are the hair the makeup the wardrobe it's those yeah. are our special effects so we were always meticulous with that and um I just loved that creative process particularly someone for someone like Sheila who is um 
who is who 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 is very you know very into her <laughs> her looks and her appearance and she's into clothes fashion and she definitely evolves through that through also you know becoming like a sort of a polished sort of a polished hippie to really stepping into her uh, <laughs> becoming more of a um powerhouse 80s <laughs> woman um at the end of the day did you have almost like a phantom piece like you would take it off go home but did it feel like it was still <laughs> I would I I'm pretty church and state as soon as I get out of there I'm out of yeah. there I like scrub my face I wash I'm just like I leave it all at the work and then I you know I go but uh, I would get a little neck pain because of the weight of it. <laughs> I definitely had that. I hadn't had that for a long time since another job years ago. So it was, um, she would stay with me in my. <laughs> That's real. It was that, that much hair. Sometimes it was heavy. Yeah. Sometimes it was heavy. And I have a lot of hair too. So on top right. of my hair, a lot more hair, but, but it was such a distinctive frame. You know, Annie really wanted the character to fill the frame with her hair. So. I initially was kind of intimidated by it. And then by the end, I was like, let's get it bigger, bigger, bigger. Listen, I'm a kid of the 80s. So I know that hair. I'm a kid of the 80s from New York, from Queens. So oh. I know that hair. Ew, Queens boy. You, oh, I'm a queen. I'm right from Howard Beach, right near JFK. So oh, I was I, at the aquarium in Coney Island on the weekend. Do you consider yourself a New Yorker? I consider myself an Aussie. Yeah, I, I mean, I still walk around. I'm like, what am I doing here again? How do I end up? <laughs> I have been here for so long, but uh, I still feel like a foreigner. Yeah, I still feel like it's not, you know, the, the, the edges maybe have dulled of my Aussiness, but I'm still very much a fish out of water. But I, I, I love the city. I always have. And it's been through so much. Oh, my goodness, these past few years. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm very much an, an, an Aussie girl through and through. Listen, I'm, I've been in LA almost 20 years now and I'm, I'm a New Yorker. I'm, yeah, yeah. I yeah, still exactly. feel like I'm visiting. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the same kind of feeling, yeah. And only New Yorkers will say to me when I go back and I'm working there and I'll run into someone I knew, you know, 20 years ago working in New York. They'll say, so you like LA? <laughs> like, uh, it's 20 years? I would hope so, because that's really a miserable existence. If I didn't? I think I do. Well, let me check. <laughs> We're going to take a short break, but when we return, Byrne talks about returning to the Insidious franchise. Plus, she reveals what it's really like to work opposite Robert De Niro, one of her co-stars in director Tony Goldwyn's comedy, Ezra. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Just For Variety. I'm Mark Malkin. Here's more of physical star Rose Byrne. Insidious, did you ever think when you were making the first one, we'd be talking about this one in 2023? That's a good question. And no, <laughs> we made that first movie for, in 22 days for like $8.50. And, you know, it was this tiny movie that they had broken away from their contract with the studio and they were doing an independent horror film because they wanted to have their autonomy back and, James was they they had been kind of burnt by the last few movies they'd done and they were just doing this tiny little movie and it was Patrick and me and the three kids and there's no way I thought that it's a really good yeah it's it's so interesting right you just don't know how these things will take on and then to be back with the original cast Tyson yeah. now 21 <laughs> <laughs> 
writing. Um, it was really cool. It was really cool. I, I enjoy it so much. I've, I'm in it very briefly, but I, it was a lovely, it was really cool to all be there thinking what? how far it's come, this tiny little movie, you know? What was the adjustment to have Patrick bossing you around and telling you what to do? Oh, uh, well, I, we've always got on well. He's great. He's great. I was like, this is awesome. He, he was, he, he had so much to do because he was acting so much. <laughs> <laughs> Running around and um, he, he's very practical. He works really hard. He doesn't, you know, he's, um, he, he makes, he, his qualities lend themselves to being a director. He's, he's, He's got strong opinions. He's very forthcoming. He's really great and even tempered to the crew and the cast, but he's aware of the time constraints and all this. It, like he, I felt it was, uh, I was really excited for him. I, I loved it. It was really, it's really, I was really proud to be there with my friend who did this thing. Mm. He's, now he's doing it. It was great. When are you going to direct? I to? know. I know. I was looking at Patrick. I don't have the burning desire as I speak to you today, but I hope right. maybe one day if I did right now, I don't. I've loved producing and sourcing material and I have a little production company in Australia and that's been wonderful, like sourcing IP and developing things. And we released an independent film, this Aussie movie, um, Seriously Red at the start of the year, which is available on uh, all good streaming platforms. Um, and I play an Elvis Presley impersonator on the in the film. It's wonderful heartwarming Aussie movie so that I've enjoyed but the directing is you know it's a lot gosh talk about a consuming job and you really mm -hmm. have to carve out the time to do that and I uh I, I admire people who do it it's and you had another actor director Tony Goldman I did Tony it was wonderful we did this movie with him and I and Bobby and Bob De Niro and Whoopi Goldberg over the summer in 22 and I'm very much supporting part in that, um, but it's, I've seen the movie and it's, it's a real tearjerker. So I'm excited for people to see it. So you just, not that you dropped the name, but you're like, we'll be go, we'll be go over Bobby De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, obviously Cannavale, we know that relationship. Um, you look, when you look, do you ever just sort of, I don't expect you're looking at your IMDb every day, but, do you ever look at your projects and go, holy fuck, I work <laughs> with the best. I mean, this is yeah. <laughs> it's funny, it's your day-to-day, -day, right? So you you like just doing it, like going, you know, but um, I have a friend who's like, it's always important to see how far you've come. Yeah. You really lose that in the day-to-day -day and the um the the just life right going on and so it's always great to look back to queens or wherever you <laughs> oh, okay this is look at this storyline this is look at this 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 through line that i have and um and especially i mean doing those scenes with with bob over the summer was very surreal obviously getting to work with somebody like that is uh it's a kind of a watershed moment where you're like oh dear <laughs> no i really hope i don't screw this <laughs> What what is it? What is he like when you're looking at? I don't want to call him Bob De Niro, Mr. De Niro. When you're mm -hmm. looking at him, you're doing a scene with him. How do you not? How do you stay in the moment and not sort of all of a sudden it hits you like, oh shit, that is Rod De Niro. I just a lot of alcohol, a lot of alcohol. <laughs> 
alcohol, <laughs> not drugs, a lot of meditation work. No. Um, he's an actor's actor. I mean, he's just right. there for you. He's it's about the work and that's it. You just you just it's about the work. And that's I love that. I love that. And our scenes were very high stakes. So it was like not a casual sort of film. It's like the, the our scenes were like very, very high stakes. So um, you know, he sets a mood and that's it's incredible to have someone with that mm. sort of gravitas and very similar to like Glenn Close, who I worked with for many seasons on on damages. There's a um a great respect that comes with with that talent and that kind of legacy. So I to, you know, but it's about the work, you know. And that's yeah. so you just gotta. Remember your lines, don't trip over. <laughs> so did you remember your lines? Did you trip over at all with Robert De Niro? Oh, I, I, look, I showed up. I showed up. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I got to work. That's all you need to know. I got there. I was there. That's the hardest part, showing up. And Listen, the and wig. Another wig. Another no, 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 I'm not in a week for that. I'm not in a week for that. <laughs> Rose, okay. this was awesome. It's always great chatting yes, with you. Yes, nice to see you, Mark. Same here. Um, congrats on physical. Hey. I just... That was Rose Byrne. Physical is available on Apple TV+. And that's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Until then... Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your breaking and exclusive Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. See you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.